Hello there, this interview that you're about to hear was originally done by me, Sam Roscoe or Chris Prince for the Blue Moon podcast sometime between 2009 and now. That means if there's anything that sounds a bit out of date or if there's anything that's an obvious topic that we've not asked the guest about, it's probably because the interview is from a long time ago. This show is basically the Blue Moon podcast interview archive. All of the new interviews that we do with former City players and managers will go live on the Blue Moon podcast first, so if you like what you hear then please go and subscribe to that and there's a new show every Friday with a look at everything on and off the pitch for City. But for now enjoy the end of this generic recorded message and enjoy the interview with the person whose name is in the title of this episode. Everything's blue isn't it? The sky, the sea and the best football team in Britain so I think it's, uh, it's an easy choice to be honest but no I mean, my dad was a, used to play for City in the reserves years ago uh, so as a youngster, I, I was in the FA School of Excellence as a 12, 13 year old. So I think with the family history, it was only uh, it was only you know common sense that I was going to follow in the family's footsteps. Now I, I also believe that your uh, your brothers are red. Did that did that ever did that cause any um, any rivalry growing up, sort of thing? Um, yeah, you know we used to have a bit of banter. I mean, it was it was very hard work. We used to take a lot of stick from Matthew because you know when we was growing up, United used to win everything and. We used to win nothing, did we? You know, when Derby Day come, it was like, oh no, City fans were like, oh no, how many is it going to be this week? You know, but uh, the tides have turned a little bit now, haven't they? You know, we won the, we won the FA Cup, then we won the league, and we won the Charity Shield, and uh, you know, so uh, you know, tides have, have changed now, and uh, you know, I don't, you know, we're going to take, a, it's going to take us a long time to catch United up. You know, 19 titles. You know, I think don't think that'll ever be. Uh, be caught up, but I think I speak for City fans and United fans that you know, derby days and, and the league in general is a lot more exciting these days, isn't it? You know, I mean, uh, you know, as as much as United fans, I'm sure love it. You know, probably is a bit boring when you win it every year, but at least now there's there's three or four teams that are in the in the mix now. Now, when you were growing up, was there any any particular special City memory for you? Believe it or not, the first. Um, derby. Uh, I have the first Manchester City game I ever went to was the the five one derby. I went with my uncle Jed and in the north stand there the five one when City won at Main Road five one. Um, I mean I was always going destined to be a City fan with the way the family had gone. But I mean as a youngster, you know you you're always thinking, am I going to go City? Am I going to go United? And if there was any doubt in my mind, if that was my first game, then my mind was well and truly made up five one back in the in the days, you know of. Uh, Ian Brightwell and John Bishop and David White, Trevor Morley and all them players. You got it. You only know, seems like uh, yesterday. Yesterday. Well, I was just wondering then, how how come you ended up as a blue and you and your brother ended up a red? Because he was dropped on his head as a baby. So, but uh, you know, <laughs> and that says something. You know, when I have had forty eight fights and I'm the sensible one. But uh, but no, I mean. Um, if I remember rightly, my dad used to have a load of pubs when he, we were growing up as kids. He was a pub landlord and. I remember one day, you know, Matthew was obviously an impressionable eight-year-old and some customer come and walked in and brought in the Man United badge the size of a one-pence piece. And he was um, he was a fan ever since, unfortunately. So, uh, needless to say, my dad barred him immediately, the fella. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, do you ever get kind of starstruck, even though, you know, you, you're a world champion yourself, but it's it's like you, you see the players and then all of a sudden... All the time, it's... every time I see him, every time I see one of them, it's uh, it's great, you know, and... The fact that they that they they know me, it's uh, you know it's, it's great. I mean, um, I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, they're not in my mobile phone or anything like that. But I mean, whenever I go out, they always, hey, Rick, you okay? Do you want a drink? Hey, how are you doing? How's your training going? You know, it's uh, 
you know, really do have to pinch myself. I mean, when I was a youngster, when I was growing up, all I wanted to be was a world champion, um, support Manchester City and listen to Oasis. And when you think all oh, the City players sort of like know me now, you know, and Oasis have carried me belts in and I can call them friends and, and became a world champion, you know, I feel very, very blessed in what I've... Uh, what life has given me, I guess. Now, obviously, City's played a huge part in in not just your life away from boxing, but in in your uh, in the ring as well. Um, was it ever a difficult decision to make to have Blue Moon as your as your entrance music? No, it was always the the main one. To be honest with you, yeah, I used to come out to Blue Moon before I was even on the um, on the telly. You know, as they as they say. I mean, uh, you know, I you know have a lot of a lot of things. I have a big fan base. You know massive fan base what I had when I was fighting um, but one thing the reason why I had the fan base is because you can't fool the public you know I mean you know I support City not just because I want all the City fans to support me I support City because I simply support City you know what I mean I, even before you know when it was Richard Hatton and I was an amateur and I was a 13 year old where no one had even heard of me I used to have my season ticket you know and I used to go out and so the minute I got to like 19 years of age and Sky Television said, we need some entrance music, Ricky, can you think of anything? I thought, yeah, I've got something ready for you. And it was, it was Blue Moon all the way. There was nothing false about my support city. I didn't do it just to, in- to in- enhance my fan base, if you get me meaning. I did it, you know, because, uh, you know, I'm a big blue. But I, I, I also, I'm a big, I'm a fan of Manchester in general. I mean, um, come Derby Day, I hope we absolutely give them a whooping, you know, down Man United, down the road. But... I've had a lot of support from Man United fans over the years as well as Man City, so I've got to be careful. I mean, it is a little bit fierce come Derby Day, but it's all in good fun. I'm proud of Manchester, whether you're a blue or a red, really, to be honest. Now then, 2008 came along and you were you were boxing at the City of Manchester Stadium. Was that was that kind of like a dream come true? It was, because um, there was talk of me, one minute I came world champion, there was talk of me fighting at Man City for years. I always dreamt of it. It was actually the talk was main road years ago. And when we moved, that never come off. But, uh, you know, I finally got me, um, me, me chance. And I think I speak for any probably athlete, you know, whether you're a footballer or a boxer, you know, you go for your career, you set yourself goals and you you tick off the boxes. And when you think of the boxes that I ticked off, you know, world champion in two weights and boxed in, you know, Las Vegas and Madison Square Garden and the city of Manchester Stadium is also one of the highlights uh, if you'd have said that when I first walked through the gym door as a you know eleven year old, you know you'll be four world four time world champion one day, and you'll you'll fight in Vegas, and you'll take all them fans over there, and you'll fight at City's ground, and you'll do, you know I'd have said on your bike, no no way, but it has, and uh, that's why you know and and I've done that with a lot of support from people, a good team behind me, and a lot of good fans, and even though I've pulled the gloves up now. Um, I'll I'll forever be eternally grateful to all the fans that support me all the way. Now you mentioned there, obviously you've boxed around the world. Is it difficult to keep up with City while while you're away? Not really, to be honest with you. The 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 Premiership now is um, is really really um, popular in the United States. Now I think football or soccer, as they call it in the United States, hasn't really hit the heights. But um, the actual English Premiership is absolutely massive on there. It's every single game is practically showed in the United States. And I just went over to um, to Las Vegas recently to present an award at the Mixed Martial the MMA Awards, and City were were playing um, playing over there. Unfortunately, it's uh, you know kick off over you know to 
to coincide with the time change. You know, the kickoff was eight o'clock in the morning, sadly. So, I, <laughs> and it's not very, uh, it's not ideal watching it at eight o'clock in the morning. The Crown and Anchor on Las Vegas Boulevard. It's, it can be quite tough. <laughs>